0: here's elliott side by side down the back stretch in and turn one drives it in
1: deep to the bottom problems along the front stretch. stretch kyle larson gets sideways he's young
0: he's informed he's jc fickensure and it's time now to
1: raise the door on jc's garage hi welcome back to jc's garage i'm jc fickensure joined by david styles Ross Chastain gets his first win of 2023 and I think it's safe to say David that we've been waiting a while for this one um, Ross Chastain and Trackhouse in a whole kind of in a little bit of a slump uh, in the past month month and a half but after this off week they come back firing really strong Ross Chastain gets his first career pole, a little bit of momentum for Ross Chastain going into these late summer months.
0: Yeah, I agree. And for me, the Nashville Cup race, well, and the Xfinity race, they both were just so good. If you don't like racing, and or if you do like racing, and you watch that and you didn't like it, I, I don't have any words for you. I mean, it such a good race, and I, I think on, you know, the unofficial way that a lot of us poll if this was a good race or not is through Jeff Gluck, who is with The Athletic, and he had a Twitter poll, and I think this one was tw- trending around 82 to 83%. So that's pretty good. That's pretty high on the poll standards, but we had a, a few interesting things happen in this race. I mean, the Toyotas were pretty good. Truex led a number of laps. Uh, William Byron was good, who we thought would be pretty solid as we uh, come into this track. I mean, Hendrick has been dominant on all of these concrete tracks here as of late. And Chase Elliott, who finished fourth, he really needed that. He he got like 20-something points, playoff points, Uh, for this race and has really kind of established himself back up in the point standings. And if he continues to race like this over the next 10 races, he may not have to win. He may be able to point himself in, but it still doesn't look favorable. I think he still needs a win, but he almost wiped out at the end of the race. He got super loose, and then whoever was on the outside of him, he kind of nosed into them with the right rear, and that kept him from going all the way around, and he was able to finish fourth, which was a huge accomplishment for him as he's been in and out of the car all season. But we had three-wide racing for about three laps with the leaders. I mean, first, second, and third place were all three-wide there for a, a small stretch in the middle of that second stage, and I thought it was absolutely amazing, and the fans loved it. Nashville was packed. Uh, They sold the grandstands out. They announced that last week. So to me, I thought it was a good event, and I'm looking forward to going back there next year. But uh, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, I I was super excited for Ross. He's a fan favorite. He smashed a watermelon. I think everyone was pretty happy with that. He gets his third career cup win. And his first pole, and he won from the pole, which is very hard to do in this series. So um, a lot of good positives as we get ready to move into this next week of racing and go to Chicago Street Course.
1: Yeah, I thought the race itself uh, was, was extremely good. You can't really complain on that side of it. Um, going into this track, uh, a little bit smaller than than the mile and a half, still had the Im- intermediate style of racing to it. Um, but I, I was really excited to see multi-groove racing, which was, I think, the first time we've seen multi-groove racing at National Super Speedway so far. So uh, for the racing standpoint, I think a plus um, can't can't really get any better um, from the racing standpoint. I thought talking about Chase Elliott, we a guy we talked about heavily last week, um, needing a win, trying to gain some more points to go into the uh, playoffs. But he he gained a lot of positions. He's up to twenty fifth in the point standings. Um, he's Really good race for him, moved him up a decent bit. But still, where he's sitting, I I don't feel comfortable that he's going to get in straight on points. I think he's still got to win. And uh, if we look ahead a little bit, some of these tracks should play into that role of Chase Elliott, his driving style. This is about the time that Chase Elliott heated up really heavily last year uh, in these late summer races uh, going in towards the playoffs. But talking about Ross Chastain, I think Ross Chastain needed this he really needed this these this last two months for Ross Chastain, he's finished solid but last year track house and, and especially Ross Chastain, every single week there was a shot for him to win a race and it felt like that to the start of the season for Ross Chastain. then I feel like his aggression level got pretty high and he got into a point where he had to back down a little bit and, and I think he backed down and ever since he backed down from his game motivation I think going into these races but I think this off week has helped him regain that motivation and he went into Nashville with a really good race car home track for track house and uh really outplayed the Toyotas the Toyotas were really strong all day uh got a long run which was what he needed to win the race and used that long run and, and got the lead for Martin Truex Jr. and ended up uh Winning the race, clean pit stops from from Trackhouse with Ross Chastain. So I think Trackhouse, as a group, I thought their race was really good. Daniel Suarez also had a solid race. Twelve, He finished 12th, but he was around the top 10. and uh going to give him some momentum going into these late summer races, going into the playoffs. A guy who we've really talked about week in, week out as what he's done last year compared to this year. Uh, I think this is going to really help him go into these next couple races.
0: Yeah, and thinking about Suarez too, he had the opportunity to actually win the pole for this race, but as he was coming to the final, you know, stretch, he came out as turns three and four for the final qualifying lap in round three, and he ended up, you know, wrecking the car. So they were in a backup car, and from him, for him to go from the back all the way up to twelfth, that was huge. I mean, he. They were so good, both of those cars were. I just feel like if Suarez had not have tagged the wall in the way that he did, he may have been able to finish inside the top five or even give Ross a run for his money and win the race. But like I said earlier, first time Chastain's won a pole, I think he's raced in 160-something races so far in his career at the Cup Series, and first time he's won a pole and he won from the pole, So huge momentum, like you said, as they get ready to go into the summer. And I think Suarez is right on the precipice of also getting a win. So I think both of those teams are two teams that you need to really watch out for. But as we talk about hitting the wall, that seemed to be kind of a trend through the Xfinity Series as they had a lot of cautions in their race. <laughs> it seemed like they, <laughs> at the beginning, uh, they, they got – not even a whole lap. They made it a quarter of the way around the track, had a major crash. Caution came out. Uh, who was it? Uh, I think Sheldon, uh, not Sheldon, Sheldon Creed. Cree? Uh, yeah. No, it was uh, Chandler, uh, one of the Parsons, I think. He he wrecked. He was out for the day. Then they re-rack them after about four or five caution laps, and they wreck in turn three. So that we've raced effectively a full lap. But we've ran almost 14 laps of caution as they had to clean up the track. And those guys are just all over the place. But another great uh, race. I know uh, Cole Custer was really good in that. But it, 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 to me, it just was a great weekend of racing, except for one little blemish that we had. And as we talk about cars hitting the wall, there was one section of wall there at Nashville that had no safer barrier on it. and. For whatever reason, Ryan Blaney's car found that safer barrier and he hit the wall a ton and then got out of the car after a a little bit of a prolonged, uh, pause as, I mean, you could tell that he, I mean, the car was destroyed and he wasn't really going super fast either. He had almost corrected it and then hit the wall pretty much flush with the nose and he was really slow getting out of the car. They checked him out at the infield care center and he had some very choice words to say about there not being any safer barriers on that concrete wall. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on, you know, I'm pretty sure that wall will have safer barriers on it next time, but what what is your opinion on, you know, these tracks where we don't have any safer barriers on a wall and people go, well, maybe they won't hit there, but it always seems like the car finds those areas in the racetrack to hit. And it, I mean, it was a pretty hard lick and he seemed pretty shaken up.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, Um, safer barriers are needed almost everywhere around the track Uh, you could say that that spots are unlikely to be hit by a car and and this was one of those spots it was right on the turn right on turn one Ryan Blaney pretty much spun out on the front stretch got into the grass and slid 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 and then as soon as he got back on the concrete he was, he was almost corrected, straightened back up, but got back on, onto the concrete surface, and the tires hooked up and sent him straight into the Turn 1 wall. So the inside wall of Turn 1, um, which had no safer barrier, obviously, I think the hit was was really hard for Ryan Blaney. He was obviously shaken up. But the part of the wall that he hit was a very unlikely spot to hit. Um, but, but we know now that these cars are going to hit different spots on the wall. They might hit... A spot that you would never think a car is gonna hit Um, and I think this is one of them when you oversee it 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 doesn't seem that a car should be able to hit the inside wall on a turn very hard but Ryan Blaney obviously proved that wrong so I I think eventually um, most of these tracks are gonna take take this encounter and add safer walls uh, on different spots of the track that they don't have it. And and I definitely expect Nash- Nashville Super Speedway to add a safer barrier where Ryan Blaney hit for next year. But, yeah, I, I think this hit was just kind of a, a
0: miss It's an anomaly, I mean, spot. basically, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, it pretty much is. Like, you don't expect a car to, to hook up and go down into turn one and hit the inside wall very hard. But- We've seen it over the past couple years, many different races, that there's stuff that's going to happen that you're never going to imagine that it could happen. Um, I I remember CODA, the first CODA race where it was downpouring and and Martin Truex Jr. was going down the the long straightaway into the tricky section of the track that they call it for F1. Uh, He was going... And I think he held up because he couldn't really see because of the overspray. And I think it was either Cole Custer or one of the Stuart Haas cars who's going pretty much full speed right uh, behind Martin Truex and hammered him and literally drove over Martin Truex's car. And and that's things that NASCAR has encountered for. They've put in mud flaps. They've put in different things for these cars uh, to make them race better in the rain. And, and I think that this is going to be another one of those instances where The tracks, not just Nashville Super Speedway, but most tracks are going to add safer barriers to different spots around the track that they don't already have it.
0: I mean, that's I always want to err on the side of caution and safety, and so it was just one of those freak accidents almost, and and you could tell that he was visibly upset. He said a couple of four-letter words to a couple of different people, and one of those was on the PRN broadcast, so um, you could tell that he was upset. He even said that he would pay... The safer barrier to be put in because I mean, we've already seen a couple of people out of the car this year for injury, even though Chase Elliott's was not a racing deal. Alex Bowman's was. He had a, that compression fracture in his uh, vertebrae, but we've seen Eric Amarola uh, set out of the car from a compression fact fracture in the vertebrae. We've seen Kyle Bush break both of his legs at Daytona when he hit a wall pretty much at full speed when his brakes went out. We've seen Kurt Bush uh, have to retire because of concussion, and Alex Bowman. Out of the car last year because of concussion So these cars are very rigid And I think that That's why that hit was so hard He said it was the hardest hit that he's had in his entire career Another cool thing from Nashville Is we Had the opportunity to see Carl Edwards Back at the track for the first time And his uh, reception was grand I mean people loved seeing him And he uh, even said that he had the itch To get back in a race car but he didn't know If that itch was worth scratching What would you think if Carl got back into a car J.C.?
1: Uh, i would be really excited uh i think it was darlington he was at the southern five or not the southern 500 earlier this year he was at the spring race at darlington uh I, doing some stuff with fox uh and and just kind of being back for the first time and, and now we see about a month later he's back at at a NASCAR track. So I think he's definitely got the bug. I think he wants to be back in a car. And, and as an ex Carl Edwards fan, uh, he really got me into this sport. Um, when I was younger, just seeing him win a race and do a backflip out of the car. I thought that was awesome. I kind of became a Carl Edwards fan by that, but if, if he were to get back in a car, I think that'd be awesome. I think fans would really love it as, as Carl Edwards is a Fan favorite driver and and really a guy who went out on a very very upsetting note. Uh, A lot of people when he retired came out of the came out of nowhere. He was in the championship four at Homestead and so close to winning his first ever championship. And in literally his interview after he wrecked out on that race was this team's gonna be so good next year and and they're gonna be racing for another championship. Uh, just for months later for them for him to announce that he's going to retire and i think that carl edwards is is really needed to be back in this sport i think it'd be awesome for him to at least do one race Uh, i think he's definitely got the bug and i really think he should he should get in either a joe gibbs car or maybe one of those twenty three eleven third uh third rides they could do
0: to me, I thought it was awesome. He stepped on our airwaves for maybe about an hour and he, he's in play-by-play form. I mean, he could have called the race from the booth. He was so good uh, in the booth with Doug and Mark this past Sunday. For me, I kind of hope that he doesn't get back into a car. And I know that you you would hate that because you want to see him race. And, and he was such a fierce competitor. But I think the mystique is there. If he doesn't get back in, I think it leaves us wanting more and you know, wondering what if. And I mean, he's won 30-something-plus races. He was, like you said, in championship form when he stepped away. And I don't think that we need to forget that him stepping away caused a cascading effect in, you know, who was in what ride in NASCAR in that particular year because he stepped away. That elevated Daniel Suarez into the 19 team, and they were sponsored by Aris at that time. And that's how Suarez got into the Cup Series. And then he, you know, floundered over there for a few years, and then, has come to track house and he's finally won his first cup race. So, you know, we we have to think in those lines too, if Carl had not have walked away, we probably wouldn't have the same lineup that we have right now in the cup series. People's stories would have changed a little bit. The storylines would be different. So for me, I think, you know, it, it happened the way that it was supposed to happen for Carl. I don't think that he realized how much of a fan favorite he was because he said on, you know, the race Sunday on PRN, that he was not expecting people to receive him the way that they did when he they saw him at the track. I mean, people loved Carl Edwards. He was such a fan favorite and he was so aggressive and such a great competitor that I think you ended up having to respect him. And I mean, he won a ton of races and was very close to winning a championship, but I really do think that he has seen how hard these cars hit and how rigid they are. And I think that kind of, not scares him, but gives him enough caution to where he doesn't scratch that itch yet. Do I think it's impossible that he doesn't get back in a car? No. I think that that desire and that drive is there, and I think, like you, we could end up seeing him in a car. But for me, I would rather he not do that, just to, to leave the fans wanting more, to leave them with that mystique and you know, just kind of keep them on the edge, not really knowing – what his next move is so that that's my kind of opinion on it what i mean what do you think of that would you i know you want to see him back in a car but would you be okay if he never got back in a car
1: i i'd be okay if he never got back in a car i think that as long as he's involved with nascar still i i think that i'd be fine with that. Uh, the the past couple of years of him just pretty much disappearing off the face of the planet, it's just lot, left a lot of people wondering. And, and I get why you say that, because him exiting the NASCAR Cup Series and bringing Daniel Suarez in, if, if he would have stayed in for multiple years, where would Daniel Suarez be coming off an Xfinity Series championship? Uh, would he be more developed going into the cup series would he never have gotten a chance to go into the cup series we would really never know and and i think that um what happened with the the reasoning of carl edwards leaving i think that that was done for a reason i i I think it's one of those things that was just set out it's fate that that carl edwards had to leave that that year and everything else aligned with it um but yeah i i think carl edwards coming back for a couple races this year and, and being in the booth and being on TV and talking about stuff uh, at the track, interacting with fans. I think that's awesome. And as long as, as he does that a couple times a year, I'm I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, and to me, he's just such a likable guy. And he stepped away, and it, like you said, it caused seismic, seismic shifts across the sport. So now we get ready to go to Chicago. And... I was on a I was on a NASCAR call uh, as we were driving up to uh, to Nashville and they're they're getting things done up there. I mean it's coming together very quickly and I'm excited to see it. I I hope that it turns out to be a really great event, but um I I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean we don't know what's going to happen. There's never been a street court street course race in the top series before. So what are your thoughts as we get ready to head to Illinois?
1: I think it's definitely going to be interesting. No matter what happens uh, during the racing, it's going to be a totally different style of racing that we've seen. Um, I, I'm guessing that the the track or the street surface is going to be fairly rough. I know it's super super bumpy, so the cars are going to be really hard to handle. Um, turns or your your width of the road is a lot narrower than a regular racer. Ser, uh, width so i I think the track itself uh the layout of it it, it's about as good as you can get it's not like you're making a new track where you can pave it on hills and kind of form it to the land it's on it's already there it's it's a a street that you can drive on 365 days out of the year pretty much and um nascar is going to put nascar stock cars on it so i think the the idea of it i think it's a really good idea it's obviously a kind of a money grab for nascar they're trying to get more into that uh international market in the big city market putting a track right in the middle of a city of a massive city in chicago um i think the racing itself is all we can really hope for i, we, I think we just got to hope that that they can pass and i think that's the biggest worry i have as a racing fan um I think the track will be fine. I think everything will hold up uh, well. Uh, I just hope that they can pass. We've seen it uh, in F1 and in IndyCar when they get on these narrow street circuits. Uh, the passing isn't very good. They they hardly ever pass in, in IndyCar on street circuits. And they will go a whole race in F1 without any passes uh, on a street circuit. So I I think NASCAR will be able to pass a little bit better as you can actually use the cars to move other cars out of the way. Um, So I I think the idea of it's great. I think trying something new is awesome. But the only thing I hope is that they can pass and and a car that's very solid in the top 10 uh, towards the back of the pack because of qualifying can make his way up and uh, fight for the win. So that's where I stand on it right now I think it's going to be a cool race I think it's gonna be something to remember no matter how it goes but uh, yeah I think going into the Chicago market again is is a good thing
0: and if you if you haven't looked at a map yet it's got the Buckingham fountain will be kind of your fan plaza that's kind of the northwest quadrant of the of the map and then you're gonna have what is it one kind of a bunch of right angle turns and then a little bit of a sloping right-hander that kind of then goes into maybe a 45 degree angle turn and then another right angle turn and then you have a long straightaway to a left-handed right angle turn and then you've got a little bit of a looping half moon curve and then back for another right-handed uh, 90 degree turn and then another straightaway and then another right-handed 90 degree turn and then you're back down on the on the front stretch where the start finish line is. So in this kind of encircles, you know, the lakefront green and then a couple of different things there in the south part of Chicago. So, you know, once they get all this stuff kind of sequestered and set for Friday, they'll be ready to go racing, and it'll be that way for the duration of the weekend. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm like you. I don't know what the racing is going to be like. I really hope that they can pass, which we've seen, you know, some passing at the road courses, but we all know that the short pack short track package and the road course package has not been as successful as the mile and a half package was because I mean just look at what Nashville put on last weekend and that package was great but the short track package has been a little bit off so I'm, I'm hoping that this turns out a pretty decent race and I hope the event goes really well because that's what's really going to make this I mean if if we have someone go out there like we did at Sonoma and they just pretty much dominate the whole weekend I think that'll be okay just as long as the fans have a good time on this street course race i think that will be a big success for nascar
1: yeah I, I agree i think the the biggest thing we can hope for is that there's no major flaws with the the track if if there's a caution that moves a barrier or, or causes an over lapping amount of time to fix everything i think that would not help the track at all but as long as things stay pretty smooth i think that this weekend should be a fairly fairly good weekend and really when you think of it in hindsight a first ever time we're racing on a on a street course it's a road course style track um and this is going to be a really big curveball anybody can really win this race from how i stand at it right now you can pick guys like ross chastain chase Elliott, tyler reddick who have been really good on road courses but who knows if that's gonna to translate to a really narrow street course where if you make any mistake you're gonna hit something if you spin out you're gonna be hitting a wall it's it's pretty impossible to keep a car off a wall if you spin out spin out on on these narrow streets so I, I think that uh, th- this race will be a Really, really good shot for a guy back in the pack on uh, on standings, on point standings, looking for a win to, to make it in the playoffs. I think this is another race that they can circle as long as they're solid turning right and left. Um, another guy I want to talk about is uh, Shane Van Gilbert. I think I said that right. Uh, He is an Australian supercar driver, and he's going to be driving the Project 91 car for Trackhouse. Trackhouse is going to have three cars uh, going out this weekend, Um, and I really think he's got a really good shot to win this race. I think it might have been last year when we were talking about this next-gen car, and, and I said that this car is pretty identical to the australian supercars it's a v8 rear wheel drive sequential shifting uh and the way the uh suspension is set up is very very similar so for a guy from australian supercars who has championships won there and is one of the best australian supercar drivers ever to come into nascar and go on a narrow street circuit which is some of the style that they drive over in australia i think he's got a really good shot to to go on and win this race and and honestly being in a track house car who's we know that's going to be fast, and and we know they're going to be competitive. I I think he's one of my guys who I'm going to circle uh, as a winner for this race.
0: I like that pick, and for me, I'm looking at a couple, like you said, a couple other people in the back. I think Almondinger might be really good at this track. He also won in Nashville this past weekend. He's the one that won the Xfinity race. Um, I think AJ will be pretty good. Another person who's been sneaky good on these road courses, Michael McDowell. He runs very a very good race and with no. Stage breaks again at another street course, road course race. I think McDowell and his crew chief will be able to kind of science something together. They finish seventh at Sonoma. So I'm, I'm looking at them as well. Um, another car that I think might be pretty solid, Chris Busher. He's been really good at the short tracks and on the road courses here recently. But it's a new track. It's a new course we have to like Joey Logano. He wins at these places the first time we go to them. So if I'm going to pick four drivers to watch, I think those are the four that I'm going to be most interested in seeing. Joey Logano, A.J. Almanegar, Michael McDowell, and then Chris Buescher. I think all those guys have a pretty pretty good shot to win, and one thing about them is that a lot of those were Fords. So I think I only picked like two, uh, one uh, Chevy, so... I think I think you kind of see where the trend is going, even though Martin Truex Jr. was very very good at Sonoma.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I'm gonna add three more to my picks uh, because you added four to some underdogs. I think Austin Sindrick's a guy who has been really under the radar. hasn't had a had a good season or past two seasons since the Daytona 500. Honestly, uh, he's been. Kind of disappointing coming into the Cup Series, but a really, really good road course driver. Uh, I think the two of Austin, Cedric, should be pretty good. Uh, I like your pick with Joey Logano. I have to stick with that one. He's won almost every new track we've put into the Cup Series. So I I think it's hard not to say Joey Logano for, for a driver to pick. And then, I think Brad Kozlowski, you picked uh, Chris Buescher, but I, I think these Roush cars have been really underrated, and, and Brad Kozlowski's ha- having a really, really good year, comes, coming off an 11th place finish at Nashville Super Speedway. He's just been really, really consistent, arguably the most consistent forward in the Cup Series. I think if he can keep a, a clean race, he should be solid this weekend.
0: All right, so we gave you about four different people. Uh, are you gonna be able to narrow it down to just one?
1: Yeah, I, I think I have one guy who who I think is pretty narrowed down, to. Uh, I think Kyle Larson is my main pick to win this race, uh, a guy who's really smooth. He's won on every surface in the NASCAR Cup Series. Throw him on a street circuit, I think he's your best bet to win this race.
0: I like it. Me, I'm going to go with the guy who needs the win the most. I think Chase Elliott, I think his teammate in the Napa number nine, I think he uh, figures out how to get it done in Chicago. He's he's pretty solid. So before we go and wrap this up, I know that you're in parts unknown. Your dad was giving me a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, preview into what you're doing the next couple of weeks. Uh, tell our listeners kind of what you're up to.
1: So, for the past week and and this week right now, I'm actually up in Buffalo right now. Uh, I, I've gotten into social media sides of stuff, so photography, videography. and i I do that for u s. legend cars uh, mainly, but, I got a gig up to, to come up to Buffalo and, and I'm helping Jim Kelly uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback his football camp I'm doing photography and video for it and some drone stuff and uh, yeah so so this past week and uh, going on for five more days I'm uh, up here in Buffalo uh, doing some some social media for Jim Kelly
0: that's pretty that's pretty cool. What's your favorite thing you've done so far what's what's the coolest part of the camp you think?
1: Oh, I, I think it's all awesome, um, but but my favorite thing as I, I don't know if we can say the f- big football team's names, but obviously Buffalo, think of it, uh, as a Buffalo fan, sports fan because of my dad, uh, going into the Buffalo Stadium was probably the coolest thing, walking through the tunnel and, and just looking at everything, uh, it, that was probably my favorite part.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome. Well continue to have fun up there man i'm, I'm excited for yeah. you it seems to be like you're uh you're doing some cool things
1: yeah thank you and uh yeah we're gonna go racing downtown this weekend so uh thank you david for joining me uh make sure to tune into this race this should be a really entertaining one i'm jc Fickenshire and thanks for stopping by the garage